This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey guys, it's Laura and Angela. We are about to start this week's show, but first we want to thank our sponsor, BarkBox. BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. My dog loses her shit when we get any kind of cardboard box now because she thinks it's her BarkBox and she wants to know if there's treats and toys for her in the delivery. And then I have to sadly tell her, no, this is oh. just Amazon and there's nothing But sometimes for you. it is BarkBox. But once a month. <laughs> once a month. Once a month, it is BarkBox and it is shipped to our door. Unique varieties of toys and treats that you really won't find anywhere else. All the edibles are made in the U.S. and Canada. My dog, like I said, she loses her shit. And Nick and I love to videotape us opening it. She's like wagging her tail, going crazy. Ooh. She she like loves Bark. I don't know who loves Bark Box more, me or her, because Nick and I get such a kick out of the themes. Yes. Like there was like a college theme. Remember I showed you how they like had that like cartoon of co- from college. Oh and, yeah, and I they had like some cartoons. I and, like that too. And they had like the legal the the legal beagle in, yeah. in the cartoon, <laughs> and they had like beer pong toys. Like it was like a red like cup with like beer pong but it was like a dog toy that she could play with and and then like a frat boy their themes are just so funny i'm about as obsessed with bark box as any non-dog owner can be because <laughs> i am a dog aunt to many dogs this is true and i gotta say uh holidays are coming up good gift for the, the pup the pupperoos in your life <laughs> <laughs> i know what auntie Ange will be yes. getting so if you would like to get your dog or a friend's dog a subscription to BarkBox, I recommend it. Every month, BarkBox paw picks <laughs> the best all-natural <laughs> treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. They 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 got a lot of teeth in there. Yeah. Um, every month, like Laura said, the box is themed. So there can be like the country fair theme or Bark Ball or Poo York, York City. That's so funny. What other fun themes have they sent you? Uh, there was like a sushi theme. So she got something that looked like edamame and then like Aww. something that looked like sushi. It was so funny. It's so fun. Yeah. And when your dog falls in rub <laughs> with something from the box, so many dog puns, you can easily <laughs> find it again on BarkShop.com, <laughs> their app, or by texting them. It's so good. Guys, for a free extra month of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash single. When you subscribe to a six or 12 month plan, you are going to get a free extra month. That's BarkBox.com slash single. Get that free extra month when you subscribe. Now let's start Start the the show. This is why you're Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Spera. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is what you should and shouldn't text. Yes. Also on the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, using a marathon race to find a date, and how marriage became a mark of privilege. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions. But first, we want to welcome this week's guest. She is a NYC-based matchmaker for the three-day rule, a match.com back matchmaking company. She was also the host and co-creator of Love at First Swipe on TLC. Please welcome this week's guest, Devin Simone. Hi, guys. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So excited to be here. So I am always curious because I had a friend that like briefly dabbled in matchmaking and I'm always interested, how does one like become a matchmaker? Is it slowly you start matchmaking your friends and you like get a good reputation? Like, hey, like I'm pretty good at this. You're like, I should do it professionally. Or like, how did you get started? I mean, I think it's a little different for everyone. For me personally, it's because I've been getting into other people's business my whole life. <laughs> so really, that's just all that it is, is me getting into other people's business. Uh, and so it started as a kid and recess, people would give me their like class points because it was like a form of class currency. And then I would sit on the sidelines and listen to them talk about who they had crushes with and like diagnose them. It's really outrageous now in hindsight. I don't know how I got away with it, (laughs) but I've been doing it for a very long time. And, you know, I would spend my allowance on buying relationship and self-help books and psychology books because it was fascinating to me. And 
that just stuck with me as a kid. And eventually I was giving unsolicited advice, which turned into solicited advice, <laughs> which turned into, you know, a blog, which ultimately turned into a television show, uh, which then led me to matchmaking and date coaching. It's so interesting. What I love is matchmaking has kind of gone through a resurgence in recent years totally. because people are sick of online dating. They've all it's always been hard to meet people in person and you like you get nervous, you know, meeting someone at the bar and then people have just become like swipe fatigue is overwhelming everybody and so they're turning back to matchmakers which I think of and I'm sure you do too is um Yiddish uh, uh t- fiddler on the roof <laughs> Mac- yeah, I mean, it matchmaker is, yeah they're very <laughs> you're you're like a yenta that, <laughs> but I think of that I think of like old school matchmakers when I right. like I, like originally thought of matchmake of matchmaking but like now it's back and it's yeah. like you're not like showing up to people's houses with a bush gone <laughs> in your head no I am <laughs> no. not that is no. 100% true this is like matchmaking 2.0 it's kind of <laughs> like when chokers came back only we'll be back longer than chokers <laughs> like a hot second and they went yeah. away yeah um, but although yeah. I, I still kind of does this count as a choker it's like a little tiny chain anyway you can still wear it don't worry all right all right all right uh so yeah why do you think that there's been this huge resurgence i mean dating has changed from the way that we know it and it's never going back um thanks to technology but people realize that it's just overwhelming like i say that there's a lot of noise online so yes there's a lot of great people and yes you can meet someone great online but if you don't have really good filters and you don't really know what you're looking for, you'll just waste a lot of time, a lot of quality lip gloss, or a lot of money, (laughs) whatever. And so people have now come back to matchmaking because we outsource everything else, right? Like, you can outsource who made you dinner, you can outsource who's driving you somewhere, like, why not outsource your love life? Because you're more than likely, if you're with a good matchmaker, call me, then you will (laughs) most likely learn things as well in dating that you didn't realize you know, otherwise, like bad habits or bad behaviors that weren't um, sort of serving you well in the relationships you've been in in the past. So how do you find your clients? Like, do you, if you see somebody who seems like they would be a really good prospect, do you reach out to them so that you have someone to match with the people that are coming to you? And like, are your clients men or women? Like, who? So I have clients Mm -hmm. that are both male and female. My Mm -hmm. youngest is 25. I think my oldest is 70. So it's a really wide range. And in terms of finding clients, like honestly, uh, it's sort of twofold. So, you know, three-day rule, we really value our relationships with our clients. We're actually quite selective in who we take on as clients. And we keep that number small so that we make sure we have the resources to dedicate the time that's necessary to make the relationship successful. So with that said, a lot of our new clients are referrals from previous clients, which I think says a lot because if you have a horrible meal, you're not going to tell your friend to go there, let alone if you spend, you know, whatever investing in your love life, you're not going to tell your friend to go there unless you had a good experience. Um, And then it's helpful just our background. So like obviously the TLC show, um, you know, it's still airing internationally. It was in 171 countries all up. So like, you know, people and we live in New York City, so it's very diverse. So people will either see that, hear about that and inquire um, within as well. It's really all over. Are you usually matching clients to other clients or how often does that happen? Or are you usually searching for people for your client? I will go through hell and high water to find someone great for a client. And it doesn't have to be another client, but if it is, great. Uh, It could be you know, someone that I see when I leave this podcast. It could be, um, you know, friends of a friends of a friend. It could be someone in our database. We have a lot of great partnerships, too, with most of the key players in online dating as well, relationships where we can kind of utilize their uh, databases as well. So anywhere, anyone great. The one thing is, though, they have to sit down and sort of pass the test. So we don't make a match without vetting in person. And so I don't care how cute you are. I don't care what car you're driving. I don't care what your job is. I don't care what you're wearing. We need to sit down. We're going to talk about the good, bad, and the ugly, and then I'll determine if I really think you and my client would hit it off. And if so, then you know I'll potentially introduce you to. So my friend Jenna, that was like, did some matchmaking for a little bit to find people. She used to go on Bumble and message guys, but like not for herself, for other people. So the other day we were there was like 
a Bumble party in New York City. And she's like, I don't know if I should go. I was kicked off Bumble. And we were like, <laughs> I was why? Bumble do. Really? Oh my God. And is it for the same reason? For the same reason. I actually you think. Do you go to find you, guys poaching? I was <laughs> poaching. And I think it actually coincided. I did an interview with Hollywood Today Live in LA. And we were going through someone's Bumble profile in the segment. <laughs> and literally, like two hours later, I could no longer get on Bumble. So oh, I also don't God. know if someone from their team, like, saw that and was like definitely kicking her off the she's Tinder police yeah. jenna said that guys were complaining about her because they wanted to yeah, hook up yeah they wanted to hook up with her and then they message her yeah and then she's like oh sorry it's like not for me it's for like a friend or like i'm like want to set you up with someone and they're like what the hell yeah that's tricky so i'm curious so you got kicked off was it because guys wanted to hook up with you and they were interested in you and second question to kind of go with that have you ever hooked up with a with a client. I love this. Um, <laughs> so one, I did get kicked off. Yes, I do find that guys get really mad if they think that they can date you. And it's also, to me, I'm all about efficiency. So I don't have time to like assage your ego till you then come around and you're okay with talking to me about my client. That, and I realize that whoever does swipe right on me, like my clients all look very different. So if you if I'm your type, you very well may not be like the client that I like. So what I do is I screenshot like if there's any identifying information now and that way I can reach out to you another way, whether it's like LinkedIn or Facebook. So then Oh, that's you, smart. Your yeah. your hopes won't be high that you can date me and then <laughs> crushed. So uh that's what I do. And have I what was the second question? So have you ever dated a client? Like you somebody comes to you, they want to find a date. I don't know. If, are you single or not? I am single. Okay. All right. This, I mean, you're a matchmaker and you're single. You're finding yeah, like the best be people fun. out there. Yeah. So have you ever like someone approached you like, I can't find someone. And you're like, well, you're pretty cute. <laughs> I know someone. I know someone and they're right in front of you. <laughs> no, I have never uh, dated a client. However, I have dates that I've gone on where I'm like, mm, I don't really like you. I'm like, I can put you in our database though. They don't usually <laughs> like that. They get pretty pissed. But. Yeah, that, that's rough. Yeah, But the offer still stands. There's great people, <laughs> great clients. You should just go in the database. I'm curious during your vetting process, mm -hmm. what kind of questions do you ask and what's the sort of thing that someone would say where you're like, no. Ugh. <laughs> the one question I probably pay attention to the most. So it's really flexible. Like we have kind of a structure of their questions that we ask, but depending on the person, I may kind of go down a rabbit hole on a particular topic, right? Like if they're like, oh, my exes were crazy, then I may ask more about that because I want to know what that looks like. But I always ask. And that's always a bad sign, right? Like I was oh, yeah. always told if somebody like, you know, vehemently like hates their exes, mm -hmm. And like they hate every act. Exactly. That's kind of a bad sign that they're That's like a terrible sign. A little hostile. It's not that you're hostile, that you yourself are crazy. Crazy yes. attracts crazy. Everybody gets a pass <laughs> once. Yeah. But if you just have this string of crazy, then you, my friend, are crazy. So yeah, that's a bad sign. Um, I ask if you, you know, what makes you a great partner? And then I ask, what would your partner say you could work on Ooh. in a relationship? And so if someone says to me, I mean, I don't really know because it's them, which happens sometimes. I try not to roll my eyes in their face. It doesn't always work. And then that just tells me a lot. It means you're not self-aware. It means you're not introspective, which means to me that you're probably not going to make a great partner because you think that you're just perfect. What would Ian say for you? Or no, it would be what would I say about my... Oh, right. What, what do I think I could change? What, mm. yeah, what, do you, what the, would your partner say, or your ex say yeah. you could work on? You she, need to get better. So what would, but you know, he's not your ex. Okay, so you're current. You're current. What do you think he would tell you you need to work on? Probably that I need to like be more grown up, I think. Like I need to be more in control of like my finances and clean. And <laughs> I was going to say he would probably say you're messy because you've told me yeah. that. You've told me that before. It's just general adulting type okay. skills. Gotcha. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to answer for Nick. Nick Ooh. is in the room right now being our producer. Sometimes he's in the room. Sometimes he's not when we record. So he'll give me like a little nod maybe if I'm correct. So he told me recently that I'm very passionate, which is sometimes used for good powers and sometimes used for bad. Like I can like really get myself like worked up. Would you say that that's like, but it, I guess that's not something I need to work on. Cause it's like sometimes comes I like out in the best way. Spinning it into a positive. I guess <laughs> this is what you do in work yes. interviews. People. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he nodded. So apparently that is, would you say that's correct? 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's my your my worst pa- quality is your passion. My pa- I no, know that really was that no. was like a pageant answer. <laughs> yeah, but but like- it could be used for bad. Like for example, like we have people that like smoke upstairs in our apartment, and like it gets into our apartment, and I'm passionately hate their guts and then like <laughs> and, and and leave them bad and leave them uh letters by their door about how like they really need to stop smoking and their toxic fumes are killing me and my pets and but that's like actually a really good cause it is yeah. a good cause yeah but you know i'm starting fights with the neighbors which he doesn't like so sometimes i use maybe my, a little aggressive yeah <laughs> i'm yeah i like aggressively use my passion you're aggressively passionate i'm aggressively passionate about things <laughs> which sometimes is great and other times mm, some people don't you know they're like chill out yeah, yeah. my my immaturity is also super charming <laughs> I, for, I forgot to mention that about myself it is though i would i would agree that it Thanks. is it's it's cute you're gonna kill angie pie Thanks. um all right guys should we talk about what's in the news we're going to talk a little bit more about some dating techniques later on yes all right totally. let's jump in to what's in the news angela what have you been reading about so i was reading hello giggles Hard-hitting journalism. I love it. Amy Poehler's yes. website. Or is it Zoe Isn't Deschanel, it? I think? Oh, is that one Zoe? Yeah. I, get, I get the mix up. Which one's Amy Poehler's? She does smart girls. Smart girls. Yeah. Both very feministy angles. Yeah. Like cutesy feministy. Cute, cute feminists. Very on brand for me. Um, so anyway, uh, their, their writer, RC, she just goes by RC, did a piece about, um, forget Tinder, this dude used a marathon race as his dating profile. So this guy, Steve Bergstorm, uh, ran in a marathon in Chicago and on his, he didn't wear a shirt and on his back, he wrote the word single in giant letters. (laughs) And then he put his Facebook username underneath (laughs) and some people were skeptical. They thought he was like trying to hook up and he said, no, this is not a ploy for like as many dates as I, as I could get. Like I want to find my person. Um, of course, right away he received a bunch of friend requests and then the media picked up the story and he hit Facebook's friend request limit of 1000. Uh, and it's so like, there's a, you mean like in a short period of time, there's a yes. limit. Wow. Yeah. Well, you can only have so many friends general, on Facebook. Yeah. So yeah, he hit the max, but a thousand's not the max. I have more than but a thousand you know, on thousand, top of what he had. You can only have a thousand requests. So yeah, I did real world back in the day before they you were did. on Real World? Yeah. And we didn't mention Wait, this? What? what? And they did. Which season were you on? Real World Brooklyn. Wow. Wait. A long time ago. Wait. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you. But I only say that to say that, yeah, they, because I never cleared out all of blown. those friend requests, and it still, to this day, like, won't let you have a thousand pending friend requests. Wow. So, regardless of how many friends you have. Yeah. So, people found you. Yeah, they what was real world Brooklyn like? We want to go back to the segment one interview. Um, it was cool. It was a good experience. Do it's, dates ask you? Do dates recognize you? Or their friends often do. Mm. Like I'm dating this guy now, and apparently his friend's girlfriend was like, "Oh my god, I was obsessed yeah. with her on yeah. Real World." Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, she sounds cool. So yeah, um, if he plays his cards right, then I'll meet the friend. But, Amazing. Right. Wow, this is great. Wow. All I want right. I want to know what this guy used to paint his back and that, that it didn't sweat that off. That it didn't sweat off. <laughs> Unless he just like went at a very slow pace so he didn't sweat and people <laughs> could read it clearly. <laughs> this is possible too. They didn't say how fast he was going. Uh I mean, did he put, he must have like written it in Sharpie. <laughs> I think so. It's probably still there. Wow. Um so but it's interesting. It worked. It was, you know, people are always trying to find ways to start conversations in real life. Wow, Apparently, this is amazing. This is easier. So I also, so it looks like he, he met a girl, right? He did. The weirdest thing, there was another girl that was there that was trying to meet someone who, she wasn't running in the race, but she was holding a sign with a picture of her cat, and it said, my mom is looking for a hashtag cat dad. Wow. Oh, wow. And so, because they were both there looking for people, they were like, well, we might as well talk, and apparently they got on three dates, and oh, it's going well. Good. I know. That's an, amaz- that's an amazing story. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. It's brilliant. Actually. Do you? Yeah. Do you, if you had seen the story, do you think you would try to reach out to him as one of your potential matches? I totally would reach out to him as a potential match. I like the ingenuity. Like I like that he was bold and brave. He's obviously active. He knows his target audience, right? Because if she's at the race, she probably cares about running to some degree. He's brilliant. 
Good job. I'm rooting for them. But if not, call me. Being brave is like your big thing when it comes to dating, isn't it? Being, I really think that you should be brave um, because otherwise no one's going to see you. There's so many single people and that's part of the reason why we're not connecting is just because no one's really like capturing our attention. So be brave. But there's a fine line between crazy and yes. brave. Don't be crazy. Nope, nope, nope. People don't want that. But be brave. Like be comfortable going outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Well, what's good about this is that he didn't cross the line into crazy town because it wasn't him going at people. It was just kind of like, I'm here if you want to reach out to me. Exactly. It was very brave. It was brilliant. Yes. Um, So you want to know what I've been reading? Yeah. I've been reading the New York Times. This is an article by Claire Kane Miller called How Marriage Became a Mark of Privilege. This is very interesting. I want to get your guys' take on it. So here's what the article said. Fewer Americans are marrying overall, and whether they do so is more tied to socioeconomic status than ever before. In recent years, marriage has sharply declined among people without college degrees while staying steady among college graduates and higher incomes. Uh, Currently, 26% of poor adults and 39% of working class adults and 56% of middle and upper class adults ages 18 to 55 are married, according to recent research. Now, I mean, this is... This is uh, sad that marriage is now becoming a mark of, of privilege. It's expensive to get married. Yeah. Amen. And also, yeah, I mean, I feel like the more privileged you are, the more you've like gotten yourself into a place, not just like financially, but just like emotionally, you know, you have no, or not as many worries. Like you can just like, you feel more ready to be in that place in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like uh, I been talking to like a lot of my friends that are in relationships and stuff and it's like a lot of their significant others are like I want to get to this like certain certain point in my career before we get married and they're like why you know <laughs> well yeah because yeah you need money yeah so here's what else the article said they said a big reason for the decline is unemployed men are less likely to be seen as marriage material this shouldn't really surprise anybody uh the sociologist named sharon sassler at cornell said women don't want to take a risk on somebody who's not going to be able to provide anything and as marriage has declined though childbearing has not and this is like the big problem so you know we we talk a lot on this podcast about like you don't you know the goal yes our podcast is called this is why you're single but and we've got a matchmaker on right now. <laughs> but but it's not for everybody. And that's cool. Like our podcast is very much like marriage is not the goal for everybody. Maybe the goal is to be like single forever, you know, dating three people at a time, dating five people at a time, whatever. And you just want to like listen to our podcast to figure out how to navigate that. Right. But this is the problem with marriage declining. So it says, as marriage has declined, childbearing has not, which means that more children are living in families without two parents and the resources that they bring. Uh, it also affects education because uh, like less educated people are having children out of wedlock and it's, I don't know, it's messing up a lot of stuff. Mess. I wonder if it has to do with a little bit, like I feel like our generation anyway is taking a more critical look at marriage, right? Um, and instead of just, I mean, we're taking a more critical look at everything, right? Like the jobs that we have and all of this other stuff. Um and so I wonder if part of the decline is also people taking a more critical look and the people that are uh, sort of more privileged or affluent, there's a certain, there's a higher chance that they come from a family where there's a lot of, because that privilege I imagine to be passed down, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's like financially or experiences. So it's kind of like they want to keep with tradition, not saying that's why everyone's getting married, right? But that there may be not more pressure, but more support, like to follow that route. Whereas for those that didn't so much have that privilege or aren't so much worried about those traditions, as they take a critical look at marriage, they're like, look, I can do this on my own. You know, millennial life is all about kind of like figuring out what's good for me. And some of them may be thinking um, that that means having a kid as well on their own or the condom broke, like either way, uh, (laughs) you know. Yeah, that's how girls ended. That's true. Ah, you know what? Yeah. This is true. The ultimate millennial. <laughs> That's true. So the the researchers of this article, the researchers that are that are discussed in this article, they kind of debate 
what's the cause of this. So they say when thinking about how to make families more stable, because that's really the problem here, researchers debate whether the decline in marriage is an economic issue or a cultural one. Those on the left usually say it's economic and could be reversed if there were more and better jobs for men without college degrees. Those on the right are more likely to say it's because of the deterioration of cultural values and changing culture is hard. In the past, they've tried to do government marriage promotion programs and those have not worked well. Uh, They say, yet it's clear from research that if relationships progressed more slowly and childbirth came later, families would be more stable and their odds of landing in poverty would be much lower if they pushed this off. And if they kind of followed the like traditional, the traditional, yeah, they said um, if, uh, if there was a bigger emphasis in high school and pop culture on what's known as the success sequence, you get a degree, you get a job, you have marriage then you have a baby. The idea is that if people follow that sequence, their odds of landing in poverty are much lower. So we can kind of poo-poo-poo that sequence and then be like, it's not modern. It's not like, you don't have to follow that today. But the research shows that your odds of landing in poverty, if you don't follow that sequence, are much higher. So it's just interesting and worth us discussing. But I feel like the cost of degrees, they're not factoring in. So this is true. And poo-pooing that sequence is like the reality that, oh, my aunt who was a doctor paid like $20,000 for college and like has a career. We pay, I certainly didn't go to school to be a doctor, but still paid a crap ton more for a degree that's worthless. So I had $100,000 in loans. Yeah. It's insane. So, yeah. Maybe the solution is just better sex education. Right. <laughs> I feel like that's something that could really be improved in, in schools. Yeah. Because then maybe the babies wouldn't be happening. Yeah. And I mean, I, I of course, you want to, you want to champion women that are like, you know, fuck it, I don't need a man. I'm going to have a I'm going to have a baby. But, you know, at least the people that I know that are doing that are like they've got their stable career, they're like and they really don't need a man and it's not this isn't really relevant to that. Relevant yeah, to right. them, you know? Right. Yeah. So, and I, I have a lot of clients that are doing that or like that have either frozen their eggs or are looking into going that route mm-hmm. on their own independently and you're right those people have good careers anyway. Like they can afford to do that because that's an expensive process. Yeah, you know? so, exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I Reading articles like this, it's such a downer because it, it kind of goes against everything that kind of try to promote. But I don't know. It's worth worth mentioning, you know? Yeah, we're, we're thinking about We're it. thinking about. All right, we are going to jump into the mailbox in just a minute. But first, let's take a moment to thank some of our sponsors. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a vitamin subscription service. It sends vitamins right to your door and personalized daily packs, which are so convenient. Angela and I both love Care Of because we want to make sure that we are getting our basic body's nutrition needs fulfilled. Yeah, we were actually just talking about getting healthy before, and you know, I struggle. I, I eat like crappy food. I don't exercise that much. So I need all the help I can get. So care of is giving me like the, my proper nutrients. But even if you are eating super healthy, I have learned that you don't necessarily meet all of your body's nutrition needs. So for example, I've started eating more plant-based and a lot of people that are vegan, they need to take B12. Because yeah. it's very hard to get B12 in a purely vegetarian diet. So for example, like B12 is is a vitamin that I need to take. Calcium is one that I that I need to take. You can get calcium from some plants and stuff, but I don't I don't drink milk anymore. And and just the older that you get, it's important to have a calcium pill. Vitamin D is another one that I need because Angela and I live in New York City. Most people here are vitamin D deficient. I recently got my blood tested because I had my annual physical. Found out I was vitamin D deficient. So there's just lots of reasons to take vitamins and supplements to make sure you're meeting your body's nutrition needs, taking care of yourself. Yeah, and we're all different. So it's really cool that everybody gets their own personalized little pack. Um, Once you go on the Care Of website, they ask you some questions about your diet and your health goals, and they recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process that just takes a few minutes. Once you've signed up, you'll start receiving monthly shipments of vitamins. And best of all, they only use the best ingredients in their vitamins and supplements. Plus, you actually save money when getting your vitamins there compared to your local health food stores. Yeah, sometimes I go to get vitamins in a health food store before I was using Care Of, and it would be like $50 for one, you know, 
one thing of vitamins. For example, I also get probiotics in my little daily pack. Yes. And like just my probiotics alone were like $50, $60. Same. I recently, right before we found out about Care of, I bought a huge bottle of probiotics and I was like, damn. Yeah. Expensive. I know. It's crazy. They also have a new prenatal vitamin option. So check that out. Any mamas to be or people that are thinking of becoming a mother, it's important to take prenatals before you're pregnant. Um, but guys, go to careof.com now, get a personalized recommendation, use the offer code SINGLE and get 50% off your first month's order. That's takecareof.com, use our code SINGLE and get 50% off your first month's order. We would like to thank our sponsor, Noom. Noom is a modern weight loss program that turns temptations into behavior breakthroughs. I don't know if you guys have tried to lose weight, you know how crash diets work, but what's the alternative? You can join one of those like outdated programs and find yourself in the same patterns, but no, you got to get with technology, get with the future, start a weight loss journey that actually goes somewhere with Noom. Noom has like kind of used like the best parts of all the different programs and all the different doctors and made it into one app. It's really cool. Yeah. And I like that they focus on your bad habits because I have a lot of those. Me too. Me too. You know, when I get nervous, I eat. When I get sad, I eat. Yes, I'm happy I eat. (laughs) (laughs) There's like a lot of like celebrations where you're like, you know what? I deserve this cupcake. I deserve this cupcake because I did something great today at work. And then if you're like really sad and you get in a fight with a friend, you're like, you know what? I deserve this. (laughs) I deserve this because I had a bad day. I deserve this. There's just so many like excuses you can make when you're making unhealthy choices. And I've done it. We all do it. I'm like, it's raining outside. I deserve this. Like (laughs) I earned this. It's raining. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. And especially in the winter, I don't know about you, but I start walking a little less because it's not so Mm. nice out. You take more cabs. Like, you know, I I don't, I'm not going to walk the bridge. I'm going to take the subway. Yeah. So before you know it, you gain like, there's a freshman 15. There's like a winter 10. It's true. You need a little help. Yeah. That's all we're saying. So with Noom, you'll get a customized course designed by psychologists, nutritionists, and physicians all on your phone. Like I said, it's like a bunch of doctors all. It's yes, pretty at, cool. at your fingertips. This is way more than logging meals. Noom uses psychology to crush your bad habits and replace them with new healthy habits without making you feel deprived. Love that. You get 24-7 access to your personal coach and support group. And over two-thirds of Noom users experience transformational weight loss within just 16 weeks. Just give it 10 minutes a day. Go to Noom.com slash single right now to get your first two weeks of Noom for free, plus up to 50% off your subscription. That's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash single to start your two-week free trial and get up to half off your subscription. Guys, New Year's resolutions are around the corner. Maybe getting healthier is one of them. So check out Noom. Let us know what you think. That's Noom.com slash single. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox for Devin to help us answer? Okay, so first up, we have an email from an anonymous listener, and his subject line was divorcing, and I haven't dated since 1997. Hopefully you can help him out. Mm -hmm. This is what he writes. He says, I am divorcing after 19 years of marriage. Long story short, his wife was emotionally checked out for the last three years. Um, The divorce waiting period here in Kansas is 60 days. During this time, she gets to continue to live in the house. The soon-to-be ex and her attorney keep getting this tied up in court. Now she gets to stay with no end in sight. But I'm tired of waiting. I haven't dated since 1997. Hell, I haven't been laid since March of 2016. I really just miss the companionship of a woman. The online thing is new to me. However, I keep screwing it up. I have already lost out on two potential ladies. Here's what happened with lady number one. He met her on Match. She said, great conversation. After about a week, she gave me her number to text her. After the second week we planned on meeting for drinks, I asked to call her to work out some details, and she ghosted me. Lady number two also met her on Match. She provided her number without asking after three days. We spoke for about an hour but it was uh, about airing our laundry and how we came to be where we are. She said she'd call the next day. I've been ghosted since. She's even hidden her profile. Now, this third lady is someone he's still talking to, and he's worried he's going to screw it up like he did with the first two. So this lady he met on Zeusk. He said the initial conversation started really smooth. Just as the conversation started to become more intense, she must have read the profile status of currently separated. 
She said that talking to married men was a deal breaker and that I need to look her up after the divorce is final. I asked her for her number to call and explain my situation so nothing gets lost in translation, but she declined. Um, so, so she doesn't, so she's over it now. She's over it. Yeah. So she's freaked out by his marital status. Um, he's like tried to get in touch with her. So now he's basically, he's basically worried about getting ghosted by a third potential lady and kind of wants to figure out what he should do, how, how he should tell people if he's divorced or not. He doesn't want to lie, but he's also not divorced. Right. So. What, right. what do you? What advice would you give our anonymous listener? Well, Mr. Anonymous slash Mr. Kansas. <laughs> yeah, would so, you even take him as? Would you take someone like this on as a client? I would because I'm from Kansas City. So oh, I love. I, love because of that. <laughs> I, I would only because of that. No, I would, but it is tricky when you're still separated. Like that is, and that's actually why matchmaking could potentially be a good option because, again, when you're on online dating profiles, it's very like black and white, but dating is nuanced. So before you ever get matched with the person, it would be my job to fully disclose like where you are so that person can sort of opt in and say, yeah, I'm still, I'm comfortable with that or no, I have a deal. And that way the client doesn't deal with getting ghosted in that way. But he's not like super far off the mark. He just needs to tweak a couple of things. So one, sir, recognize it is kind of a numbers game and especially because you're just getting back out there. Don't get so hung up on one, two or three. Like yeah. just... Sin. Yeah. Just keep going because it's just. It's you like, got to throw so many yeah. arrows. He's like, he's like three women. I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I it's mean, like that is nothing compared to like the amount of guys that my friends go through in a day. Exactly. You know? Like, so you got to just just keep getting comfortable because the more you get comfortable with rejection, the easier it'll be. Um, <laughs> the second thing I'm too sensitive. Do, I'm too sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> the second thing you, that you want to do is. Um, so while it's good that the second lady actually moved to phone quite quickly, that means she's serious. Like the first woman who disappeared after giving her number, she wasn't serious anyway. Like don't even work, count that as a loss. The second woman who did give you her number, great. But when you get on that initial call, keep it short. Do not go into laundry. Do not talk for five hours. Even if you think it's going great, tell her, oh, I'm running out to meet friends. Even if your friend is a stray cat that comes around your house. All the time, like, don't tell her it's a cat. She's like, oh, Bobby's here. Like, gotta go. Uh, Bobby I, cat. Yeah. Bobby meow is here, but I'd love to take you for drinks. You know, what day works for you? So I would say limit the first conversation, 15 minutes max. Just an introduction, just so you can kind of feel each other out. If you really want to try something and be forward thinking, you could even try a FaceTime because you actually get a better sense of someone's energy and their looks that way. Um, but then immediately, and if you are going to FaceTime, make sure you have good lighting and yes. that your background is clean. And like honestly, that. you can buy like little tiny, like little lighting circles for like 15, 20 bucks on Amazon. Totally. You can get the whole full shebang for less than a hundred. I have yeah. a whole kit under my bed. Oh, amazing. Yeah, oh, wow. And like everything. These ladies are going to be like, why are you lit like a Kardashian? You look great. <laughs> <I> know, <right? laughs> Um, but yeah, do the so the phone call thing is great. Pivoting to the phone, you don't want to like it shouldn't even really take you multiple weeks of back and forth communication. Like you can wrap that up and say a week, a week and a half, um, and then you know you don't have to even disclose it necessarily on the phone call, but certainly on the first date you do, and that way she's there, so she is more open to listening to you and your situation more likely. Just make sure you're a bit like, don't wait to the end of the date when you're planning the second one to be like, oh, by the way, my ex lives <laughs> with me. Do it pretty early on, like within the first 15, 20 minutes once you've said hello, gotten a little comfortable, and then just say, I respect you, I respect your time, and I just want to be so transparent. And if anything, she'll probably, even if she's not a fan of the situation, she'll really like that you're a good communicator and forthcoming. I love it. I don't really have anything to add. I think that's yeah. amazing. That's great advice. I hope you keep us posted and let us know how it goes. But yeah, the one big takeaway that I would just chime in is don't get down about these three ladies because three is such a small number. Like if you told anybody that, oh, I just went on online dating and like the second person that I met like is my second wife. Like they would be like, what? Yeah. How? And like I I am sure it's like scary that he hasn't dated in however 19 years, whatever. But Ghosting is a worldwide phenomenon. It's happening to everybody. It's not you. Don't take it personally. Yeah. I mean. How many guys did you date online before you met Ian? God. I mean, I don't have a number. (laughs) See? There you go. (laughs) Uh, What else do we have in the mailbox for Devin? Okay. Next, we have an email from Amy, who is 25. Amy says, I met a guy on an app and we started talking. Um, It was nothing romantic. Well, we started hanging out and he soon became one of my greatest friends. 
We go on adventures together, such as road trips and new experiences. It's been almost four years now, and we've known each other, and honestly, I can't help but hope we end up together. But he's in a relationship. I'm falling in love with my best friend, and I know he may not be interested in me because if he was, something would have happened by now, right? I think I saw this movie. It starred Julia Roberts and Cameron Diaz. <laughs> so good. It was such a good such movie. Such a good movie. She says, I fear is my appearance. So I started watching my weight and taking extra time on how I look. I know this is wrong, but how do I deal with this situation? I don't want to lose him from my life because he's been there for me every time I needed him. What would you do in this situation or what advice can you offer? In this situation, I would say, first of all, I applaud you for working on yourself. That's the first thing you should be doing in order to attract a great person anyway, regardless. Mm -hmm. Second thing, I would be prepared to count this as a loss. Timing is everything. And if he's in a relationship and he's happy, then as his friend and someone who loves him, you should support that. You sort of have to. So don't Do not pull a Julia Roberts. Right. And it didn't work out well for her. Try to ruin the wedding. And then you got Cameron Diaz in the bathroom stall at a train station crying. And you're going to console her and be like, fine, you can have him. Run back to him. Right. And then everybody in the bathroom stalls are going to like yell at you because you're the one making the messed up decisions. We all know how this turns out. And it. You're not going to win. Exactly. No. But you do get to hang out with your cool gay best friend. This, but so there's that. <laughs> if he does break up with her. Played by who? Who? Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett. So oh, so hot. He was so hot. <laughs> if he does break up with a girl, you show up looking better than you have ever looked in your life. <laughs> yes. I mean, heels and hair, book an appointment, a nail appointment, nails, toes. I don't care if it's the middle of winter. You show up. You go to a date spot with ambiance. You have a couple drinks, then you just kind of laid on them like, oh my gosh, we have so much fun together. It's kind of like what would make a great relationship. <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Isn't it crazy we've never fucked? <laughs> and you know, they met on an app. So clearly, I mean, that, that has to mean he's a little attracted to exactly. her, right? Or was yeah. at some point. So she just has to rekindle that magic. And then all of a sudden he'll look at you across the bar with that like candlelit dim lighting that everyone right. looks so hot. And he's like, how did I never see you? like this in a romantic way. <laughs> I can't believe it. What have I been doing for the last four years? <laughs> but that's only if you become single. If not, yeah. if not, still keep taking care of yourself. Book that nail appointment. Get your hair and nails done. Go out and you'll find another guy that's going to appreciate how good you look and everything you're bringing to the table. And then you may realize you don't even really like your friend that much. <laughs> I love it. It's yeah. great advice. Do you have anything to add? No, I think you nailed it. Yeah, you did. Uh, guys, if you want your listener questions answered or if you have any funny text messages from an app you want to share, email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. You can also find all of our contact info on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now let's dive in to our reason of the week. This week's reason is what you should and shouldn't text. Yes, this was one of the ideas when we said, what What do you think we should talk about on, on this episode? I, I was told that you are the ultimate, I don't even know you're what I call The text whisperer? You're the oracle <laughs> of text whisperer. Yeah, exactly. And that's like something that, oh, Jesus, we all struggle with. I can't, my phone is loaded with screenshots from friends mm -hmm. that are like, okay, here was our last text. Here's our last text. Like, what should... What should I say? And sometimes it's even like screenshots of a screenshot. And she's like, this is the advice that Brittany gave me. But what do you think? And then you see the screenshot within a screenshot. It's very meta. Um, but yeah, nobody knows what to text. Yeah. It's impossible. So what are your rules of text messages? Well, there's different rules, obviously, for different situations. I'd say one thing is, especially to your women listeners, Keep it short and sweet. So you don't have to be so aloof that if he texts you in the middle of the day or something that you just like don't respond for 18 hours. But when you do have a text exchange, you could say something really cute and punchy like, oh my gosh, you know, that's hilarious. Or I'm having this the best piece of pizza right now. You would love it if you were here. Too bad you aren't. Winky face. And then be done. Like <laughs> it doesn't need to be this ongoing all day conversation thing because that gets exhausting. It's going to get exhausting for at least one of you probably first rather than the other. And then it just, it's not sexy. It's not hot. Don't this is what I go back and forth with my friends about two rules. One rule I have that I try to tell them, and I want to know if you agree is don't talk to somebody throughout the entire day, whether it's like G chat or text messages. Like I hear from so many friends who are like, we talk, we've talked every day since we met. And like, I don't know. I feel like he's like backing away. And I'm like, maybe you shouldn't like talk all throughout the day. There's literally no mystery. Like there's, like he, he, he knows you're not doing anything else. Right. So it's number one is the like texting all throughout the day. 
And then I have a second one. But first, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? So I do think it's great if you're communicating every day. But again, short and sweet. So if you text in the morning, you know, a lot kind of five to ten minutes where you're like responsive. And then if even if it seems like it keeps going, you could be like, hey, heading into this or like starting on this work project or whatever, just so that you get some space so he can miss you. Let him right. miss you. Um, and then same with the end of the day, you know, you can text back and forth. Maybe you can do it a little longer. So find like an hour, um, or even maybe two days in the week where you're like watching TV, quote unquote. So you're more available. Cause you don't, if you're interested, you want him to know that you're interested. You like that he's communicating, but I completely agree with you. Do not text all day, every day. It, it takes away the mystery. It's so unattractive. It literally like looks like, life. it looks like you don't even do your job at work. Exactly. It looks like you're really shitty at your job. It looks like you're not, you don't have anything interesting going on. And the excuse I hear from a lot of friends is like, well, I don't want to be like rude. And he texted last. And I'm like, yeah, but it wasn't even a question. It's not like he even asked you a question. Like, can you hang out on Wednesday or like, or like, that is literally the other thing. Yes. If they don't ask you something in the end. So if you say something, he says something, you say something. And then he's like, ha ha. There, there needs to be no response to that. Like that send, was not a question. They'll send like no. emojis, like ha ha, and they'll be like, they'll like no. send like laughing emojis back. And I'm like, no, 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 just stop. Just leave him wondering sometime. Yeah. You always want him chasing you a little bit. Yeah. But they're always like, oh, but like he wrote last. I don't want to be like rude. Like how do I know the conversation's over? And I'm like, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just stop fucking yeah. texting. Just stop. Just stop. Make it stop. What other questions do you have? Do What, what questions do we well, get a lot from friends? Well, one question we get a lot from listeners is what to do when they're ghosted. Like, do you text? Do you keep texting and be like, you're there? Are you there? (laughs) I mean, walk away with your dignity. And what can, what do you consider a ghost? Like if you've texted twice and maybe just like, oh, hey, like. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you say, if you ask I consider a question, a ghost, if you texted once and ask questions, <laughs> they don't respond or ever like message you or initiate contact. They've ghosted. They know where you are. They know where to find you. They know your number. And I always say this to my friends. I live by the same standard. I say it to clients. Imagine you had whatever number is good for you, but I let's shoot for a million. Imagine you had a spare million dollars lying around and you had it in your hand and you're sitting on a street corner and you told whomever it is that you're interested in. You're like, Hey, I have this spare million dollars. I get to give it to a friend. It's for you. You just have to come and get it. Like, just let me know. I don't care what they have going on in their life. They will figure out a way, come hell and high water, to get said million dollars. And you are the million dollars in this analogy. You are the million dollars. So it doesn't mean they have to like fall over themselves, but no, he suddenly didn't get abducted by aliens and that's not what, and why he's not responding. For he's just not day. that interested. Once you hit like not that the 24 hour mark, like it's not work. Yeah. Like, and don't, and you look bad, not going to lie, like, look, I've, if you go on a date and it's bad or you think it's good and the other person doesn't and they're not responsive to you, the worst thing you could do is then send another message being like, hey, so I thought we were having a good thing. Like, no, just don't do that. Okay. I have, I have another, I have another scenario for you. So my friend was dating this guy and things seemed like they were going well. And then he kept texting her but not asking her to hang out in the text so he would be like hey like I don't know like their like little pet name or whatever like hey like how was your day and like and texting her but not initiating a hangout Mm -hmm. and she was so confused and then like a friend saw him out with like another girl but then benching but then he was still crumbing yeah breadcrumbing benching right that's Mm -hmm. what was happening Mm -hmm. but and then she was like fuck this guy I'm not gonna talk to him for like two weeks and she like went on a big trip and then and then he like starts trying to message her again in like her sliding into like her like DMs mm-hmm. and like, oh, well, looks like you had fun on your trip. And she's like, what is the point of you even messaging me if you're not asking me to hang out? Like ego boost. Right. Yeah. They like the attention. And if you want to nip that in the bud really quick, when you see that it's a pattern and it keeps happening. So he's texting you every day and maybe a week has gone by of texting every day without actually making a plan. Then you can say, hey, respond in kind to whatever he said. So if you're talking about something funny, blah, 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 like, haha. And then go, you know what? I'm not really great at text. I'm not on here all that often, but let me know if you want to hang out sometime and then end it. And he either goes for it or he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, if he doesn't, he dropped the ball. And I say this, like, is that hard to like be like to all of a sudden claim like, oh, I don't really like text when you've been like texting someone for like you three don't weeks. Say you don't like it, but you just say, well, that's one why you don't text all darn day. Right. Every day. Yeah. Anyway. But then two, you could just say, you know, work is getting a little crazy or da da da. You know, I'm not really great at this text thing. So it's not so much I don't like it. 
but it's kind of a passive way of being like, I have stuff to do. Like, I don't have time for this. And he'll get it. If he is over the age of five, he will get the message that you're sending. And if he likes you, he will do something about it. If he does not do something about it, he really is not that into you. It's him dropping the ball. And I always say, if you know, people play themselves by playing by themselves. So imagine you are playing like a game of tennis or ping pong. So you put the ball in his court. If he doesn't hit the ball back to you, don't go pick up the ball and then chase him around with it. Just leave it on the ground because he's not doing his part. So people play themselves by playing by themselves. If he drops the ball, leave it there and move on. And that goes for men too. If she drops the ball, leave it there and move on. It's so hard when you think you connect with somebody, you know? I know. It's, it's all so, easier said than done. It is. You just have to, yeah. You got to do really it. really connect because that's the thing. We as women, we like have a list of what we want. And then we feel like we connect, but the thing that we fail to take into account is how he's pursuing us. And that is such a key component. And you know the difference between what it feels like when someone, I imagine Nick did wonderful things, when they're like pursuing you because they are equally interested than when we think there's a connection, but we're the one that's putting in all of the yeah. effort. Nick did. He did a lot of things. He would, he did like a little scavenger hunt. Oh, that's so Just cute. like, yeah, because va- Valentine's Day was like pretty quickly after we met because mm-hmm. we met like December 12th. I know the date. I know the date we met. Um, so like it was like two months later, which yeah. is pretty early. But he got me like a, you know, a little Valentine's Day necklace and did a little scavenger hunt thing. That's so, he so was, cute. He was doing like sweet little cute things. That's, that's above, above and beyond. I know. <laughs> I knew he was into me. <laughs> <laughs> like so cool oh yeah. but all the guys before them were before him were so goddamn confusing <laughs> i mean he confused me a little bit it's easy to look back now and be like everything's perfect but i remember like legit being confused and calling my one friend that knew him and being like tell me everything you know about him why haven't i heard from him today you know <laughs> yeah but well, i think when guys are acting like the opposite of that girls are very good at justifying it and and finding reasons and doing a lot of like mental gymnastics too. so true that's so true like well maybe his front toe maybe bobby the cat that was hanging out with him got hit <laughs> yeah so he just lost his phone and then couldn't call me for three weeks but he'll be back and he cares exactly. and like no yeah what is your rule on confirming dates because this is a thing i get a lot so yeah, you'll be like oh hard. hey um do you want to like go see a movie wednesday night and maybe they ask this on a sunday uh-huh. and if you don't, like don't really talk to the guy between sunday and wednesday and he doesn't confirm the date and like you're just like Shh, you're not gonna show up for the movie hell no so are you allowed to text to confirm the date totally i would text um i mean i get a little like antsy about it because i don't like not knowing that and good makeup isn't cheap so i'm certainly not putting on a full face to just go right be there by myself no thank you so <laughs> at least the day before um you know wait it out but i'd say the day before you could say hey just see you know my week is full filling up just wanted to see if we're still on for da 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 because again you're now sounding like you're busy not like you're sitting there waiting for him and it's a reasonable thing to like want to know what your schedule's like and so if he says yeah we're still on then be like great do you know what time like get yeah. a confirmation and locked in and if again if he's really interested and over the age of five he should understand why and at least be okay or maybe it's work and he's like well I don't really know and he should communicate that with you if he's like oh I might get out at seven or I might get out at nine but I promise I'll let you know cool but and if he doesn't let you know dumb jerk yeah he's done sometimes he's done he's cut i would confirm like the night before but then i'd still then i wouldn't hear from them at all the next day and i'd be like leaving work you'd be and freaking I'd still out be nervous like is it too much am i being too extra if i then text again and i'm like okay leaving now i have a friend who will confirm in the morning and then like if she doesn't hear like an hour before like on my way she's like freaking out like i haven't double confirmed i'm like you don't need a double confirmation sometimes you do but girl but girls do and guys like they don't really give them they're just like oh i confirm we're on and they're like not thinking about it they're going about their day they're like oh i'm excited to see her and and I feel like she's like, well, he he should have texted me like on my way to the restaurant now. We're like getting on the I, subway and yes. like girls give each other. This is what guys don't understand. Girls give each other a play by play. Totally. Putting on my makeup, yep. mm-hmm. putting on my outfit. These are screenshots of my, they are not screenshots. These are pictures of my outfit that I'm wearing. Which one do you like? Uh, walking out of my door, mm-hmm. getting on the train. Oh, right. train's delayed five minutes. Like you literally will get right. a play by play from your girlfriends. Right. And so like, so yeah, then when you have like total radio silence, you're like, what? Yeah, it's it guys don't really do the play by play with their bros. They're like, I'll meet you at the bar for the game. And like, they're like, yeah, we will each figure out when the game starts by Googling the said game. 
and like we will just show we just up. Know what? They don't even specify a bar. I will show up at the bar, and if you're not at that bar, I'll be like, "Why aren't you?" <laughs> they they won't even text. Why are you not at the bar? They'll be like, "I'll go to another bar, right, and see if you're at that bar." But like they don't. Yeah, girls are like like play by play of every motion when we're hanging out. That's so true. And like, I'm guilty of it too, I'll admit, but it's an exercise in self-control because in order for the relationship to be successful, you're going to have to be good at having some form of self-control. So just consider this practice. So you can confirm the day before if you really, really want to, you get one. And I mean one. Text the day <laughs> of. Unless he like is texting you first, then fine. It doesn't count. But you get one text the day of, of just like, hey, yeah, it looks like my meeting should be over by then. Looking forward to it. Or even something funny, cutesy related to the movie you're going to go see or whatever. Like, ah, can't wait for a margarita. Whatever it is. But the guy's going to think you're that. weird if you're like double confirming. They're like, I no. confirmed with you legit last night. But it's not a double confirm when you're doing, it's like a passive confirm. That's why you got to do what you're doing. Yeah, like a yeah. passive confirm like oh, I can't wait for a margarita if you're going to like a Mexican spot no. or whatever don't be like okay again 615 right at, <laughs> right. at this stop at this so we still on we still on yeah yeah you're sure you, about this your advice is is like spot on because it's like yes try to like you know do some maybe kind of inside joke or like a cutesy thing about right. the date that you're about to go on but like you don't need to double confirm if you've right. confirmed within 24 hours because then it looks like you've never been on a date my mom told me this story <laughs> I'm going to share with you guys really quick I've yeah. never publicly said it but I guess a guy stood her up once like in high school and so then after that she actually would double book all like all the time because she was like never again and so then another guy once was I like love your late, mom and so then she just like went out with the, the other, other guy yeah the other date and so when you just go in in your mind don't double book but in your mind, you remember that you're a catch and you have to always give off the vibe. Not that you're perfect, but that you're a catch and that you recognize it. Because if you if he doesn't think you recognize it, he's not going to recognize it. And so you being so nervous about this one date makes it look like, ooh, has she not gone out on a date in a few weeks or like whatever. Yeah. So you confirm because your time is valuable. You do it once. But then after that, you know, you just you got to hope for the best. And if not, maybe have some friends, your good friends that you send, um, you know, your screenshots to have them on deck to be like, girl, we're going to go get margaritas. Like yes. if he doesn't show up, we're going to go out. Oh, I wish, I wish everybody actually followed this advice because it, it is so true. You have yeah. to feign confidence and we're all insecure mm -hmm. and we all go through periods where we just feel like, pieces of shit with no confidence. <laughs> totally. But, and then, and then, you know, and then on the flip side, like one minute you're like, I am the, goddamn shit i am so hot and then and then the next day you're like i'm worthless but in those moments you just have to feign confidence yeah, because yeah. people see you how you see yourself it's just so true totally you should have a date playlist too like i listen to certain songs like before a date just to get yourself a to de-stress if there's like work stuff still floating around in there get rid of that put it on shelf but also just to feel confident and good about yourself. Listen to some positive songs, maybe a couple songs that make you feel like you're, you know, the baddest woman in the land or the sexiest guy in the land. And then some relaxing songs so that you don't go into the date being like, date me because I'm amazing. Like you want to balance <laughs> it out a little bit. Uh, what's on your playlist? Um, there is a little bit of Beyonce, actually. So... Uh, there is a song right now that I freaking love that I listen to before every date with this person that I'm dating and it's called meant to be and it's BB oh. Rexa and Florida Georgia line Florida Georgia line. Um, so it's country. Yeah, I'm from Kansas City. I told you you got to stomach that. <laughs> but It's great because it actually it's a guy and a girl and it literally is like if it's meant to be let it be baby will just let it be and it's just so it's not saying we are meant to be it's not saying we aren't it's literally like we're just gonna have fun because this feels good and we're just gonna see where it goes. And it's just so great and allowing you to like, like, yeah, I deserve to be on a good date. I deserve to just have fun and laugh a little bit. And from there, you'll be your best self. That's so. definitely, yeah, that's the right vibe. We all need to go into our dates with that vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. I have a question. Did, going back to your mom real quick. Yeah. <laughs> She'll love this. Did, uh, <laughs> did, did two guys ever show up at the same time? You know, that's a good question. I don't know, but I would have to confirm. I don't know, but I know that she told me that probably when I was too young to hear that story. So then it played a role in how I approached dating when I got older. I think that's so impressive in a pre-Tinder world that there was that she was able to find all those guys. Yeah, because people were open. Yeah. I think there were guys like in her high school or like cause I think yeah. she was maybe like senior or something. She's a little wild apparently back then. But good for her. Yeah, get it, mom. <laughs> uh, I found your song. You want to play a little snippet? Oh my god, I love it. Baby, lay on back and relax. Kick your pretty feet up on my dash. No need to 
go nowhere fast Let's enjoy right here where we at Who knows where this road is supposed to lead We got nothing but time As long as you ride here next to me Everything's gonna be alright If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be If it's meant to be, it'll be, it'll be Baby, just let it be Oh, that's a great song. Thanks. I was I was going to just like let the whole thing play because I was really yeah, into it. The girl it, part but... comes next to you and she's like, it's so, it's feel like it's what most women feel like kind of where she admits that she's a little like neurotic about the date. It's <laughs> like, no, it's going to be okay. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, that's a great song. You guys, yeah. uh, I, I hope like the twang. I hope you all make your, <laughs> your dating playlist yes, and, and get some of that. But um, all right, it is time for us to dive into our reason of the week break. Down. So as established, texting is awkward. And for many of us heading home for this holiday, so is running into your high school ex at a local bar on Thanksgiving Eve. Devin is going to help us field texts from that jerk in a game we call Ask, Ask the, the Textpert. Text we'll read texts from your high school ex and Devin will help us respond. Love this. All right. So we're going to play uh, high school exes. Yes. That you've run into Thanksgiving back in your hometown of Kansas City. Mm. And uh, you have to tell us how to respond. I guess you haven't yeah. run into them. They're they're reaching out. Right. Well, I think you ran into them and then this is their like post fo- like text follow up. Oh, okay. Got it. Got um, it. And we'll give you options uh, or you can make up your own answer. Okay, cool. All right. Okay. Are you going first or should I go? What's in your heart? Uh. <laughs> You go for it. How douchey are you feeling right now? I'm feeling pretty douchey, actually. All right, I'm going to go first. <laughs> hey, Devin, you look good tonight. Would you text A? Oh, thanks. I felt super bloated. B, you looked okay yourself. Or C, would you make up your own answer? C, I would make up my own answer. I just put thanks, smiley face. I mean, I know I look good. I don't need to compliment you. I don't need you to tell me. Yeah, like, and I don't know what you want to, so thanks, smiley face, or maybe a Santa Claus if it's like, yeah, it's close enough to Christmas, or a pumpkin. That's it. Yeah, I actually like that. A thanks and a turkey emoji, and that's all, yeah. That's good. We, we always, like, overdo it. You just got to be simple. Okay, next douche. Uh, we should catch up sometime. Would you say A, like when? Tomorrow? Did you have a specific time in mind? B, K. Or C, make up your own answer. So that one depends on context, right? Like, because right. sometimes there's that X where like, ah, there's like a 2% interest or something like that. In which case, you would just say, that sounds cool. I have plans most of the week or however long that you're back. But I might be able to do something on this day. So you sort of pinpoint it. If he really cares and really wants to put an effort, then he'll hit that. If not, I don't mean hit that. I feel <laughs> I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe if it goes well, if it goes well. But if you don't like him at all and he's like, we should hang out sometime, I would just put no thanks or <laughs> silence. Honestly, yeah. you don't even owe him a response. True. Yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, hey, Devin, do you ever think about me? <laughs> do you write A, like in a sexual way? B, all the time. Or C, your own answer. <laughs> my own answer not that A wasn't amazing um, but it depends on how snarky you want to be I'd be like no I'm too busy thinking about you know my career and having fun with my girls right now. sorry um, or you could put not as much as you've been thinking about me obviously that's fun and oh. that's fun and kind of cheeky yeah, yeah. I like that uh, alright what's all right, next, next Angela are you seeing anybody right now so A I have been celibate for the last four years B why do you want to know? Do you like me or C, make your own answer? Honestly, I would be okay with B, why do you want to know? Don't put the do you like me. Just <laughs> why do you want to know? Whether you like him or not, you you get to, add, you're in charge of this conversation now. Yeah. So you might yeah. ask. Yeah, true. You don't, have, you don't have to tell him the truth. You could be like, yeah. what, what's it to you? Yeah, <laughs> get him to answer and then don't respond. Yeah. So like if he's like, yes, I have been thinking about you because, or, you know, I've been thinking about you, so I wanted to know if you're single. Great, you've got your information now. You don't. Right. You still don't actually have to respond. To that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we got two more for you. Mm-hmm. Next up, remember when you gave me a hand job on the bus during the senior year band trip? Do you write A, 
tongue out emoji. G, uh, B, I've tried to block it out. <laughs> or C, make up your own answer. C, make up my own answer. You could say, hey, sorry, this is Devin's mom. She gave me her phone for, <laughs> for, for, for the night. Yes, that's this. so good. That's so good. Um, yeah, I think that's what I would say. That, that's it. That's, that's perfect. That's the winner. That's the winner. And I'm calling your mother. <laughs> and I'm calling your mother. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all all right. right. What's the, this final, is the last one. Final text. The classic. You up? A, no answer because you're sleeping slash playing coy. B, yeah, come over. Or C, make up your own answer. So that example right there is literally what led to the Devin matchmaker you see now because I went on a Facebook rant about getting messages about like you up or what's up. And that got such a response. This was years ago that people were like, oh, write a blog about it. And then that sort of evolved. So I hate messages like that probably more than anything even though texting is unlimited now like don't waste my text (laughs) messages with such nonsense I honestly just wouldn't respond or if you're trying to curb the behavior so maybe you still kind of like him even though that's such a douchey thing to do you should question why you still like him I would wait until the next day at a reasonable hour like 11 be like hey was out with friends why what's up um so then it's like if you don't respond when they're doing that you're training them to do better honestly you gotta have a dating advice like kind of sector of your business on the side because I, I I'm sure you're a good matchmaker but you're also really great at advice as well Thank you. well yeah. I do all my clients get the advice and my friends for free so <laughs> it comes with it our clients definitely we sit down we have girls dates we'll grab a glass of wine or a coffee or a guy's date and we hang out and yes we will I get screenshots of text messages and all that other stuff so that we can help work out some of the kinks it's so funny because it's like common sense stuff but when you say it I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we wrap up, do you have any last words that you want to say to all the single ladies out there? And men, single men. We got plenty of men listening to mm-hmm. this too. I mean, I want to tell all the singles, you know, make the most of this fall season, right? Like it really, there's so many studies that support that it is the best time to date. People are more receptive and more open. You never know when an opportunity is going to come. So be aware. So look at least halfway decent when you go out. Um, Keep your eyes open in terms of like connecting with people, make eye contact, be friendly and smile. And then the number one thing is get clarity on the kind of person that you want. Because if you don't sit down and write down five things, you only get five, nobody has time for a really long list. You get five things that really matter to you and a partner. You may not recognize them when someone has them because you could easily be distracted by the shiny thing. So maybe he's the hottest thing or she's super gorgeous. But if you looked at that list, you'd realize she doesn't have maybe the ambition you wanted or isn't nurturing like you wanted or he isn't um, thoughtful or whatever those five things are. So when you have that, it just helps you stay focused and recognize the really good potential dating candidates versus the people that are just a waste of your time. That's great advice. Uh, Thank you so much, Devin, for coming on the show. We hope we have cleared up this week's reason. That is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. You can learn all more about the three-day rule at www.3dayrule.com. You can also follow them on Twitter at 3dayrule. You can also follow Devin directly. You can message her your questions or hire her to be your matchmaker. Uh, Find her on Twitter at Devin Simone. That's D-E-V-Y-N-S-I-M-O-N-E. Any other plugs we should tell people about? Yeah, Instagram is the same, at Devin Simone. You can even uh, go to my website as well and see more dating tips and advice. That's devinsimone.com. Um, or email me, Devin, D-E-V-Y-N, at 3 Day Rule if you want to work with me directly, and we can talk about it. We can help turn that love life around. Awesome. Uh, guys, you can also check out our book if you want some dating advice, you want to read it. Um, you can get our book on Amazon and Barnes & Noble if you want to listen to our advice. You can listen to our audio book, which is available on Audible. And if you like free stuff, you can get hooked up with discounts from our sponsors. For all of our sponsors and the codes, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyoursingleshow.com. We're also on social. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. You can follow me at Laura Lane Rad on Instagram. And you can follow me on Twitter at Laura Lane, just Laura Lane. No, is that the reverse? Nope, that's right. <laughs> Laura Lane on Twitter, Laura Lane Rad on Insta. Just search both of them. Yeah. Um, and you can follow me at Sparadactyl on both Twitter and Instagram. You can like and subscribe to the show on iTunes. And thank you guys so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single.
That was a HeadGum Podcast.